Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 133 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott here with you. Bob Stoffer in the air right now with the Oilers. They're headed to Winnipeg. Again, our coverage of tonight's game on 6.30. Chad begins at 4.30. That's the face-off show. And uh, Bob and Cam Moon will have the play-by-play action just after 6 this evening. Now, you just heard about Legacy Heating and Cooling. That's where we're headed next as we are welcomed by our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling that you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. John, appreciate you jumping on with me. How's it going today? Good, Brendan. How are you? Not too bad at all. And I do want to start. This kind of came across the wire as I was planning the show this morning. But, you know, sort of our resident media expert that you are. um, Two pieces of information. First, Chris Johnson added to TSN's stable of of hockey insiders. Great addition there. Maybe filling in for the role left by Frank Cervalli, perhaps. But uh, overall, great pickup for TSN, in my opinion. Yeah, Chris has done a good job uh, in growing, and he's followed in the footsteps of his friend Pierre Lebrun, who they both started at the wire service and moved into in, into uh, mainstream, and have done a done a marvelous job. I, I actually, uh, I actually think Chris Johnson is uh, probably, when you look at where the business is, is a little closer to what the expectation of Bob McKenzie. Because remember, Bob McKenzie, not Frank Serafelli, Bob McKenzie was the one who has gone into semi-retirement and they need him on some of the programming the bob father as he's otherwise known now converse to this i did hear some sort of less than savory news again out of vancouver this morning Uh, can you fill me in on that yeah i'm not quite sure i have not really uh seen too much of uh uh, what's going on the only thing i know is that our old friend nick kiprios who we worked together for many many years is back uh 
back on uh, radio and digital for uh, for Rogers, which is really good for Rogers and really good for uh, for Nick. So that's a that's a positive. Well, there you go. Um, okay, hockey game last night, second game in which the Oilers pitched a shutout, and we're trying not to invest too much into preseason action, but it's exciting, and it's exciting when your free agent acquisition is contributing early, and not only that, but the chemistry of that top line looked excellent. The chemistry of the power play looked basically mid-season form, be it against C-grade, you know, defenders or, or penalty killers if you're Seattle, fine, but I think there's plenty of reason for optimism in this market, and it's nice to actually be able to, you know, have that on the ice instead of just on paper, I suppose. Yeah, uh, but it is preseason, Brendan, and you know, I, I mean, it, when you look at where Seattle and how they played in Spokane against the Canucks, they they put a much more prolific NHL squad on the ice Sunday night for their first game than they did last night. Um, uh, it, it's one of those things where preseason games, particularly for the veteran players, probably better than actually going to a practice, getting your timing down. But please, let's not take too much stock in, in, in what's happening. Um, it's, it's not worth the letdown in October or at any point. Uh, and it is good to see the chemistry that, uh, that Zach had with Connor. Uh, and, and quite frankly, uh, I think the top two lines look, look very, very good. And I think that's the impressive part. Now, you know, the goal scoring is one thing. The goal prevention, we know, has been really emphasized on this team for, for quite some time. And again, we'll preface this by saying they're not facing the top flight offensive players. But, you know, systematically, I, I don't know whether you've been able to watch either of these games online, John, or, or what you've heard. But, you know, to me... I'm curious what else is standing out to you about this group. You know, we, we know what they can do on the scoreboard, but there was a whole rounding out of this team's game that has to be done. And I think I saw signs of it last night, but, you know, what do you think about this group so far and how they performed? Well, you'll see signs of it for the first two games, and then maybe tomorrow when you're on the air, you'll wonder what the heck went on. I mean, and, and that's the, the ups and downs of preseason hockey. Listen, the, the one thing you would say is that I think Tyson Berry will, will be better this year for his year in Edmonton last year and the fact that there's a vote of confidence in his ability. Um, Evan Bouchard, who was by far the best player on uh, in Calgary on the weekend, uh, is is going to be an important part, as Dave Tippett has said all along, an important part of, of this team. Darnell's vote of confidence with his new contract. I one of the one of the unsung heroes for me, um, even in the preseason, but last year was Slater Cuckoo. I think he proved to me last year before he got hurt how well he could play the game. Uh, it was unfortunate he got benched at the same time as Ethan Bear did in the playoff game. Uh, but Slater Cook is one of those guys that can fill that five, six hole, six hole. What we're seeing, and not just on the blue line, but I think what we're seeing with the Oilers this year is the thing that Kenny Holland knew he had to address, and that's the team is deeper. It's deeper on defense. It's deeper than the top two lines. And that's a real positive as this team points towards the regular season. Let's look externally. Talked a lot on the show about the Oilers specifically and, and, you know, Winnipeg, the opponent tonight. So let's start there. Just so much change, you know, for different teams around the uh, the NHL. And Winnipeg's a team that 
they made the blockbuster deal for Pierre-Luc Dubois last year, and so far, you know, they're going to need a lot more out of him, I think. And not that they gave up a ton in an underproducing uh, Patrick Lyonet, but there's that to consider. There's a completely retooled back end. There is a Vesna-caliber goaltender who I'm not 100% sure whether we will see tonight. Um, but, you know, what, what, what are the Jets going to present as a challenge for this team? Well, I mean, I think the Jets have a really good chance of being the best team in the Central Division this year. I think Schmidt and Dylan changed that whole personality on their blue line. Um, you're right. I think, and I, by the way, I think you're a hundred percent right about Dubois. Dubois really, when you look back at at the trade and the quarantine he went through, and then the little injury he went through, and the the lack of team time he had. Um, I don't think there'd be anybody. I, I think people in the organization were disappointed with what Dubois did last year. Um, he's now had a summer. Uh, he's in a regular training camp. Uh, he's healthy, although he did he did get nicked for 15 stitches the other night. Um, so, but I think as this team goes, um, it, it'll be Dubois that puts them over the top because we know what we're going to see out of Shifley in the end and then Wheeler in the end, and Josh Morrissey, and Neil Pionk, and Connor Halabuck, you're right, he won the Vezina Trophy, you know he's a good goaltender, but it's Dubois that's going to put them over the top, in my opinion. Uh, and and the other thing is, I'd be playing him at center, I wouldn't be playing him on the wing, although Agreed. maybe Paul Maurice and I disagree there, I think he's a better centerman than he is a winger. But I think when they get all their cylinders going, I think the Winnipeg Jets are the best team in the Central Division and do have a chance to go a distance in the playoffs. I'm comfortable with any Canadian team emerging in any division. It's, you know, Oilers are not out of the Pacific. Any other Canadian team anywhere else is cool with me. Now, we've got a couple Canadian teams as we chat with our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling. John, a couple Canadian teams with significant restricted free agents remaining unsigned, and we are a few days into training camps now in Vancouver with Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson and of course Brady Kachuk out in Ottawa as well so let's start on the west coast there are you hearing any updates I understand they've got sort of a, an allocated amount of money and they're just basically figuring out how to distribute it between the two if they can avoid an offer sheet on on say Pettersson at least I'd be shocked of an offer sheet. Well, I think only you can't do an offer sheet on Hughes. I don't think. So. Right, that's right. Um, um, I think it's a little late for an offer sheet now. I, I don't think you'll be you'll see anybody doing an offer sheet unless uh, unless Pedersen, you know, basically sits out the season. Um, you know, at, or and something happens in the regular season. I do know that Pat Brisson and Jim Benning were talking this afternoon. Uh, to try to get things a, a little farther down the trail, uh, to get both guys, both they're both living right now and skating in uh, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, near the Hughes compound, uh, and and I'm you know I, I'm one of those guys, and we we touched on preseason training camp. I, I'm not as much concerned about players like of that ilk until the you know maybe the eighth or ninth or tenth of October. Uh, because they'll be ready to play. They're in shape already. Uh, Travis Green knows what he has with those two guys. As long as they're healthy, um, I'm not sure that they need much of a camp. So I, I think the Canucks and the two players still have about 12 or 13 days to get something done. Um, I think that's, uh, and, and quite frankly, I think it's a similar situation in Ottawa. 
Do you see either of these situations sort of negatively impacting things at a maybe a dressing room level? Not, you know, I don't imagine it's going to drive a wedge directly through a room, but it's something that is certainly at least, you know, a, a gray cloud hanging over the rooms as it stands right now. It does have the potential, I guess, to metastasize into something bigger than it is at this point, doesn't it? Well, in Ottawa, I just don't see that at all, Brendan, simply because they're nowhere near 81-5. You know, Brady Kachuk, in in many ways, is playing with house money. Mm -hmm. They have to get to the floor. Uh, And and everybody knows it. Um, The problem becomes the domino effect of a guy like Thomas Shabbat. Uh, and other younger players that will be signing entry level, uh, you know, uh, coming out of their entry level deals in the next two years for Pierre Dorian and, and owner Eugene Melnick. That becomes the real concern. You give Brady everything he wants and needs, then it's not too long till the next guy walks in the door and said, "Well, I'm I'm just as valuable this team as Brady is." Although I don't agree, I think he's the most valuable player on the team. But a guy like Thomas Shabbat certainly could could walk in and say, you have to give me as much as you gave Brady. Um, so that becomes the real concern. So it's the cost controls that a general manager has to put in place at this time of year for players coming out of their first contracts is imperative in the long term. Not just for this year, but in the long term. And it does have... Well, there isn't any animosity, I don't think, between players. I do think that there are ramifications for other players' contracts as the seasons go by. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at Shabbat. He signed an eight-year deal. Him specifically he signed that, and it kicked in last year, so he would be safe. But yeah, Ottawa, but, you know, in building but no, towards, but, but I mean, if you Stutzel. give Brady, if you give Brady more than Shabbat, yeah, what does that say? That's my point. If you, if if, if Thomas Shabbat walks in and says, "Well, hold on, you, you, you," I mean, I promised to be here and commit to this team winning, and then you gave Brady that much more than me. Whoa! And I'm going to play 28 to 30 minutes a night for you. Whoa! There might be a that might be the one place where there could be a question mark. And and by the way, it may not be the player making the phone call to Dorian. It obviously would be the agent making the phone call. <laughs> Interesting situation out east, uh, without a doubt. Now, uh, hey, Austin Matthews, John, he's he's back skating with Toronto right now. He's he's participating in group activities, or is he on his own? No, he, he he skated with the main club yesterday and and, uh, and might have done it with... Uh, I haven't seen any updates today uh, because, you know, they're getting ready to play Ottawa themselves. Um, so, but yeah, he, he's skating. I don't expect him to... I don't expect him to be in any preseason games, Brendan. You know, the, you know again, another guy that conditioning is not an issue, timing is not an issue. Uh, what they have to make sure is that the wrist is in good shape by the time the regular season starts. And even even in the end, if the, he misses one or two games in the regular season, it's not anything we should be losing sleep over. Similar to what... Uh, what we're, we're, you know, we're going to start hearing about with Sidney Crosby in Pittsburgh. I mean, he had he had surgery as well. Uh, he was expected to be out six weeks. That six weeks included five and a half weeks of of, of training camp. 
Uh, and then we'll see if he's ready to go that second week in October. And you got to figure because both of those injuries for each player was was sort of a, a longer term, lingering something they wanted to go in there and clean up in the off season. So they won't be rushing back, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. A couple more for our NHL insider here, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Do you have any more information on what's going on? You know, this week, I guess, with Evander Kane and and another investigation ongoing. This time, it seems like he may have have uh, jeopardized the integrity of the COVID protocols with the San Jose Sharks. Well, I don't think there's anything official, official. Um, but you know, each each team does have a COVID watchdog. Uh, each team does have a, a a medical officer that has to monitor the players and make sure that everything is okay. So from from that perspective, uh, in, in almost almost more than a league investigation, that's something that the Sharks have to be responsible for and then accountable to the league and the Players Association. So I, I, I suspect that we're going to hear more by the end of the week, but there's nothing really official, official, like there was an investigation of his uh, alleged, keyword being alleged, now found negative, gambling issues and overseas the story that's taken hold of the hockey world here as far as you know international hockey goes is is the ukrainian hockey league has now announced the suspension for the player andre danishkin for um the the racial gesture directed at ohl veteran jalen smerick uh they announced today three games plus 10 more if he fails to pay a fine in the neighborhood of 2400 canadian dollars as far as I'm concerned, this has been kind of like that ruling today was a calamity, John. But I'm curious, you know, your take, I guess, on this situation and, and Smerick, I guess, holding out until something more is done. Yeah, two things. Um, you know, this is this is not the world's greatest hockey league we're talking about. Uh, this is the Ukrainian Hockey League. Uh, and there was a time when lots of things used to happen in leagues and nothing was ever seen. Uh, the fact now that technology allows us to watch almost every game in every league around the world um, means that players have to be more responsible for their actions. Um, I, I, have, I have no understanding of how the U, UHL works, so it's difficult for me. I mean, what is, does a player get suspended at all in this league? Um, so what, what should happen... Uh, in many ways, what should happen is the, I, the IIHF, who probably have no jurisdiction on day-to-day aspects of the UHL, the IIHF should announce that he is no, no longer allowed to compete uh, internationally until further notice. Um, and certainly, I think the pressure that has gone on both in social media and from other players and from other teams in this league, Brendan, that I suspect that we will be seeing a, uh, a reversal of this ruling and hearing that he will be suspended for a, a longer period of time. But it's unfortunate. I, I, you know, I'm of an age that there were things that were acceptable 40 years ago that certainly are unacceptable now. This is at the top of the list. This should never happen. It is unacceptable. And, you know, the, the punitive measures against him should be much greater than that of what we saw. Appreciate your insight and you making the case, John. We'll uh, connect again next week, okay? Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of like Bob on the plane and you in the booth. <laughs> <laughs>
it's kind of good. I don't, I don't mind the setup either, but uh, yeah, I don't want to get myself well, in trouble know, either. Bob, Bob wine, Bob wine. Don't worry. All right, John. Appreciate uh, appreciate your time. Take care. Yeah. Okay. That is our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling, John Shannon. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years now. Yeah, that's right. For a menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations, they are back up to 14. You can go online to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. You're tuning in from Calgary? Warm welcome to you. You got Royal Pizza as an option down south as well. We'll come back with... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This day in Oilers history and maybe reset the lines as well for Craig Hummel. Brendan Escott with you today on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. and change from now we'll have hockey play-by-play live here on 630 Chad Cam Moon Bob Stoffer. they ought to be landing in Winnipeg not too far from now that's why I'm talking to you instead of the big guy he's back tomorrow we do have a live show with it being a national day for truth and reconciliation uh, we'll be able to recap the game and get some thoughts from uh, Robert Moran business person uh, with the reconciliation project as well you'll also uh, well actually you won't but Coming up very soon, the return of Kevin Weeks for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Weeks, an NHL network analyst, I believe he got the contract with ESPN as well. So uh, this is all leading into what Bob has been strongly hinting at could be a managerial position for Kevin Weeks very soon. In the meantime, though, and in between time, <laughs> you know he's our one of our great Thursday guests. So again, it is the Oilers in Winnipeg tonight. First uh, back-to-back, and this is a busy chunk of the schedule, by the way. They, uh, they didn't really give any rest to the Wicked in the preseason. So at Winnipeg tonight, they'll get tomorrow off, and then Friday they're down in Everett, Washington, taking on the Kraken at the home of the Everett Silvertips. Saturday is your next chance to catch the team at Rogers Place, Winnipeg returning to town. And then Monday uh, is a home game against Calgary 
as well. So that's your next few days. I believe it amounts to, what, four games and five days for uh, for the Oilers in that sense. But when you're not, you know, you've got the luxury of, of rotating some bodies in there, as they have been doing, uh, not as impactful. Speaking of which, let's reset those starting lines as I dig here into my cell phone and remind you that it is brought to you by Craig Hummel at uh, at Remax Excellence. How can we uh, ad-lib this on the fly? Keep going. Keep talking. There we go. Uh, Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Find your dream home. List your old home. Sold today, Edmonton.ca. So uh, it is a top line of Warren Fogle and Zach Cassian on the wings. Ryan McLeod will center that top line. Cooper Marody and Tyler Benson reunited. Uh, Seth Griffith will play right wing on that line. Luke Esposito, Brad Malone, the captain of the Bakersfield Condors, and Colton Sevier is your third line. Ostap Safin, uh, one-time fourth or fifth round pick, I want to say. A long-time East Coast League guy for the team. He is playing with Adam Cracknell and first-round pick Xavier Borgo. James Hamblin is also dressed tonight. And then Bouchard and Slater Cuckoo, Cody Cece, William Legison, Michael Kesselring, Marcus Niemalainen on your back end. Ilya Konovala will start in goal for the Oilers. Stuart Skinner will take over after the halfway point of the game. You want to listen, of course. Again, our coverage starts at 4.30. You want to watch. It's available on edmontonoilers.com. Had a couple texts into the show asking when you'll be able to see preseason on TV. I'm pretty sure the final two or the the two games against Vancouver, there's a a home and home series against the Canucks. Both of those games will be televised. And then we're back into it a couple weeks from now. The real deal starting up. Cam Moon, Jack Michaels, Bob Stoffer, Rob Brown, myself, Reed Wilkins. Oh, the whole crew's back. And so is hockey. And it feels great. So did it today. Talking to you, by the way, we'll reconvene on Friday, you and I, and we will uh, preview that game in Seattle. Bob will be on the road uh, heading down to the Pacific Northwest. This day in Oilers history, uh, we'll go back to 2009. Rob Shrimp claimed off waivers by the New York Islanders after uh, being selected 25th overall by Edmonton in 2004 out of the London Knights program. <laughs> Following a 145-point season in junior, people, he appeared in just seven games, though, with the Oilers over three seasons, never scored a goal. Again, we're live tomorrow. It's the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Bob will be back. We'll have a couple of live interviews there for you uh, with Robert Moran, namely a business person uh, out in the Enoch area. It is Oilers Jets live from Winnipeg. 4.30 face-off show, 6 o'clock puck drop. Up next to Global News, weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3 and then an abbreviated edition of 6.30 Jet Afternoons with Jalen Nye. My name is Brendan Escott. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll chat Friday. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.